Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. Before we kick things off this week, I'd just like to give a gentle reminder to our listeners and viewers to please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and YouTube. The more ratings, reviews and subscribers we get, the more we can continue to grow the podcast. Now on with the show. On today's podcast, we'll be joined by Kieran Crowley of the Clonakilty Hurlers following their 17th Carberry Junior A Hurling Championship success on Sunday. Con beat St. Mary's 217 to 19 points in an absorbing contest at Ahiol. Corsi Rovers Camogie captain Sinead O'Reilly will also be on the line following their brilliant 5-12 to 1-12 win over Inescara in the senior county final on Sunday. It was the first ever senior success for Corsi Rovers and Sinead will join us to reflect on the historic win. We'll also hear from Skibbereen captain Paddy Crowley ahead of their crunch semi-final clash with Aero Og in the Senior A Football Championship at Ahamilla on Sunday. But Kieran, we're going to kick things off with the Clonny Kilty hurlers who overcame St. Mary's on Sunday. As I mentioned, it was their 17th divisional success. So once again, Clonny Kilty are the kings of Carberry Hurling. Yeah, Jack, they're the aristocrats of, of Carberry Hurling. Like you said, they're 17 Carberry Junior A Hurling titles, which is a phenomenal record. Um, and they beat a St. Mary's team that was chasing the club's first ever Carberry Junior A Hurling title. So we had, uh, it really was a David against Goliath clash going into it. But in fairness, St. Mary's really put up a massive battle here. And um, maybe they were a, a, a tad unfortunate that they didn't pull it off um, because Mark White, the kind of guilty goalkeeper, made three or four incredible saves, including a late penalty save. Um, we know Mark is the, as, as the Cork senior football goalkeeper, but he showed he's worth his weight in gold in, in, in hurling as well. Um, like I said, he made some really, really important saves the last day. But goals win games, Jack, and Clannock Kilty struck for two goals the last day, and that was the difference between the teams in the end. They got a goal after 30 seconds, and that really set them on their way. And they got a, their second goal um, came in the second half, and that just gave them enough of a cushion in to hold off St. Mary's in the end. Um, it was a couple of notable, notable performances. You mentioned there, Mark White in the Clannock Kilty goal had a superb game. Um, David Lowney was named the man of the match. He's Clans Cork senior hurler. And he actually played 80 minutes for UCC the night before. Um, they took on Black Rock in a Cork Premier Senior Hurling Championship semi-final up in Parky Cueve. And that game went to extra time. So David played the full 80 minutes there. Then 24 hours later, he played the, the full game um, for Clan in the divisional final. He was named man of the match. He scored... Eight points, six from freeze, so two big games within 24 hours. 
and also Jason Collins, who we had on the podcast last week, the St. Mary's captain. Um, what a performance by him. He got 15 points, 15 points for, for St. Mary's. And so lucky that he ended up on, on the losing side. Um, but Clannock they're back on top in, in, in Carberry Hurling. And they now go forward into the county series. And they play Kinsale in Bandon this Saturday. Um, and I suppose for Clonjack, the fact that they've won so many Carby Junior Hurling titles, they really feel that it's time for them to kick on now in the county series and get to the latter stages of the, the county junior A hurling championship. And that will be their target now. And they're a team that, that's primed to go far in this competition. Hopefully they'll get Sean White back. Sean White is their usual captain, but he missed the, the final last weekend because of a hamstring injury. Maybe this game against Kinsale might be too soon for him. But if they get Sean White back, they have Sean McAvoy, they have Mark White, they have David Lowney. They have a really, really strong team there and they can... But they have the potential to go far in the county. And when I spoke to Kieran Crowley, the kind of guilty fullback earlier, we spoke about the upcoming clash with Kinsale. We're joined now on the podcast by Clan Kilty fullback Kieran Crowley, who played a huge role in Clan's um, 17th Carby Junior A hurling championship win last Sunday. First off, Kieran, congrats on a, on a great win. What's it like to beat Carby Junior A hurling kingpins again? Ah, uh, sure, it's nice. All right, in fairness. Um... You know, we hadn't won anything really since 2017, so it was, it was good to get over the line now on Saturday or on Sunday. Sorry, um, you know, it was, a, it was a huge game, right, for us because we hadn't, as I said, we hadn't won anything in a while, and just for everyone and for the club, like we needed to get it over the line on Sunday. And thank God we did. Like it was, um, very tough, it was a very tough game against St Mary's. In fairness, they were coming into that final off the back of a huge win against Benascarty, and they were probably very hungry for their first ever Carberry Junior hurling title. So they were dangerous opposition for you. Oh, absolutely! Like you know, even um, I was looking at the article during the week there, and I saw a couple of the players that were playing. Like you know, Collins, he got a good few scores in their in their game against Bal, and Dylan Scanlon and Brian Ever and stuff. Like you know, Brian Ever got a goal or whatever. You know, so we always knew that they were going to bring a lot of intensity into the game, and, and to be in fairness to them, they did. Went right down to the wire. Like you know, towards the end of it, there in the final quarter, you could have said they'd gone either way. You know, it was tip, it was tip for tat, and we just kept ahead. Thank thank God, but um. No, in fairness, that was a very good game. They could have gone either way, in fairness. You got the dream start. Clan got a goal within 30 seconds, so that puts you on, on the front foot straight away. Yeah, to be fair, Angelo, the, the second one as well, that was probably after about 40 minutes and we were probably struggling in the game. Mary's probably were just in their purple patch. I think God, um, I think Sean Dunham might have been a bit sick there. He was saying that uh, they were saying that Scaddy got the goal. So but I think it went all the way and uh, he was having a good few arguments on uh, Sunday night about it. So we'll give him that goal, all right? And it, it was such an important goal because it gave you that cushion to kind of when St Mary's did kind of come back in the final part. Like you built up enough of a lead to kind of withstand it. Even when Jason Collins got that late penalty, you still had that four-point cushion. Yeah, you know we were always kind of trying to stay ahead, and even that goal gave us another bit of a cushion. And so there was a couple of scores at the end. McAvoy got a monster point, and and Lowney got one as well. Just drove us on another bit, if you know what I mean. It was like we got another gear out of ourselves. And uh, Jano Collins got the penalty at the end. Like I'd say, to be honest, Michael Manny was saying it was going to be the last puck. But uh, I'd say if he scored, no, he'd have left him have a chance, surely. And uh, he, he pulled off a nice old save and he kept us, uh, he kept us out, thank God. Just on Mark White, obviously, as, as fullback, when you look behind you and you see this six foot four, six foot five, six foot six beast of a man kind of filling the goal, like we always know Mark is uh, for his football exploits, but he showed. He's such a good hurling goalkeeper as well. He pulled off three or four top-class saves the last day. Yeah, I don't know. I thought the first one was actually the, one of the, the, the best saves I'd say the whole lot. 
Like we were just after getting the goal below, ball came up the field and that was point blank. Like he, it was a reactive save, like in fairness. And he made two or three other ones. Like the penalty was a tough save as well. It was just after getting a bit wet as well. So it hit the ground, but in fairness, he pulled it off. Uh, he's always roaring me inside there, isn't it? So it keeps me on my toes as well. And looking at, at another county man, David only got, got my man of the match. And like he'd obviously a super performance at eight points. And he played 80 minutes the night before with UCC. So kind of Jesus to get. 840 minutes within 24 hours of top class hurling games. It's a testament to the men. He's a machine, right? In fairness, like the play, even as the day before, uh, a West Cork final, like, geez, I wouldn't be doing it at all anyway. I'd, be in, I'd say it'd be in severe pain, but uh, to be fair, he's, uh, he's a warrior, right? In fairness, got it done for us. A couple of monster scores when we needed him, and like, he always, he's always around the place to win a ball when we need him as well, in fairness. What does it mean for Clan to be kind of kind of kings of Carberry hurling again? Like you won 2015, 2017, now 2020, you're, you're back on top again. Like you're a club that's used to winning this competition. But what does it mean to you as the players to be champions again? Oh, it's absolutely huge, right, in fairness. So no, I, 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 that, was a, that was my third one as well. I was involved in 15 and 17 as well. But um, God, I think we needed this one a bit more than the other two. Like, you know, having gone, I suppose, a bit barren with the old trophies in the last couple of years. Um, we knew we had a chance as well like after a couple of good games and we put up a big score against Mahunas there in one of the games and I'd say we're trying to judge ourselves off that a bit too much now. The kind of reward you're on now is kind of guilty of going into the county series and you're, place, you're playing Kinsale and Bendon in a junior eight quarter final uh, this Saturday. Is, is there hope for, for Clan now to make an impact in, in, in the county series? Yeah, I massively think so. Anyway, like you know, it's, it's a massive, another massive game for us. Like probably bigger than last weekend. Um, in the past few years, every time we've got in, we've won the West Cork. We've kind of we've bottled it enough, really, in the in the, in the county section. Like, so to be honest, no county quarterfinal. Like it's only three games. If we could get over, if we could go over next weekend, just try to get a win out of ourselves. And you know, we'll have Whitey back then as well if he could with his hamstring. And you know, a bit of momentum as well. If we kept on winning, like I'd say, we could rattle it. Like, but. Again, we can't look past Saturday. Like they put up about one twenty-two, I think the last day they, they won by a point. But um, they were, I think um, the Shamrocks got a couple of late goals as well. I like, saw so the shooting in one twenty-two. Do you know what I mean? Like so, we obviously know that they're, they're, they've quality all around the pitch, and we need to be well up for it. Now um, we will train hard for the week, and hopefully we'll be right for all again on Saturday. Like you said, there, I suppose Clan probably feel like you probably should have made more of an impression in the county. Go back to. 2015 and 2017 and, and other years would you kind of feel that everything is pointed in the right direction this year kind of the games are going to be run off pretty fast if you hit momentum hit form at the right time it could kind of put you towards the business end yeah absolutely Do you know I think it was in 2017 we played Ballyhooly and we went to extra time and we lost by about four points in the end the game we probably should have won in normal time so um, it's very important now if we can get a good start and, and stay going on Saturday um, just even everyone having a load of games as well like you know we've had Two or three games we play Kilbrin in a challenge and stuff as well. So, you know, with all the lads hurling flat out, like, you know, with the foot, we're out of the football, everyone's hurling flat out. So, hopefully, that'll bring them on a good one as well. But, um, like, three abandoned suits us as well. It's a big, big pitch. So, hopefully, we can, um, hopefully we can get the scores early on and, and drive on from that. I suppose we've a bit of luck that we played there as well in the semi final. So, we kind of know where the posts are, hopefully. And what else took you on, I think, is that the the Carby Junior Hurling Championship has been so competitive the last couple of years. You look at Kilbree, look at Berlin-Scarty, look at St. Mary's, look at yourselves. You know, there's some really good teams in there. So it takes a good team now to win the Carby Junior A Hurling. So you're getting that competition in the division, which should hopefully stand to you when you go into the county. 
Yeah, absolutely. Sure, look, as you said, there no can mean Val, they would have been there thereabouts last couple of years, I suppose. They each won one in the last two years. They be I think Kilmean or Val beat us last year and Kilmean beat us the week year before. So so no, absolutely look it's a massive competition. And um, Mary's, I suppose, were quite a bit of a surprise package, you could say, but yeah, they well deserved to be in it. Like, you know, they put us to the pin of our collar, in fairness to them. And uh, uh, it was a very tough game. But as you said, no, hopefully we, it'll stand to us now going forward from Saturday and hopefully a bit more after that as well if we can get going. Very best luck, Kieran. Hope it goes well against Kinsale and you've got a couple of games left this season. Perfect. Thanks very much. Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Corsi Rovers made history on Sunday, landing their first ever senior Komogi title after 21 years competing at the grade. They beat Inascara who were competing in their fifth consecutive final on a scoreline of 5-12 to 1-12 with the current Celtic Ross West Cork Youth Sports Star of the Year, Fiona Keating, bagging a hat-trick of goals. Kieran, this is a win of huge significance for Corsi Rovers. That's a huge win for Corsi. I think they've been senior for 21 years and this is their, their first senior title. So they're, they're celebrating in style this week and so they should. Um, it's a historic win for for the Corsi's Komogi team. This was only their second ever senior county championship final to Jack. And their first was two years ago when they also faced Inescara in the final. But Inescara won that day. Um, and that defeat actually helped Corsi Rovers so much going into to last weekend's final because they learned the lessons from losing the 2018 final. Like Just a small example, I remember talking to Sinead O'Reilly for a piece for the Southern Star back in June and July, and she was telling me that when the national anthem came on before the county final in 2018, that the Corsi players were looking around almost shocked and what's happening? Because it was all new to them. All the trappings of a county final was, was new to them. But they've learned from that, and they, they, they came back this year better, stronger. They were two years on their development, um, and they were well-placed this year, to win the county title, which they did. You have to look at some of the talent that they have. They have three car players in their forward ranks. You mentioned Fiona Keating there. They've also Saoirse McCarthy and Linda Collins. And between them, the last day, they scored 3-9, which is a... Oh, sorry, 4-9, which is a superb total. Fiona Keating scored 3-2, Linda Collins got 1-5, and Saoirse McCarthy got 1-1. And when you have players of the calibre of that three up front, it gives you a chance in any game... But one of the strengths of this Corsi's team this year has been their defence, which Nate O'Reilly in goal. Um, you've Karen Cahan at full-back, their captain. You've you've Kleena Hayes. You've Ashley Maloney, who's been outstanding. You've Grania Hennon. It's a really, really strong defensive unit that that Corsi's have. And they've shown that all through the championship where they've been a really, really hard team to break down. And it all came together last Sunday against Inescara. They had a poor start. They slipped five points down, but they didn't panic. They played their way back into the game. They were eight points up at, at half-time. They, they fended off a brief Inescara comeback at the start of the second half and they powered the victory then. So, um, superb win for Corsi's and the adventure isn't over yet. They're going into the, the Munster Senior Club Championship this weekend. They were away, away to declare champions on Sunday. So, they have a chance now to make their mark in Munster. And when I caught up with goalkeeper Sinead O'Reilly a little bit earlier, she was telling me that 
I suppose, how much this win means for Corsi Rovers Camogie. We're delighted to be joined on the podcast this week by Corsi Rovers goalkeeper Sinead O'Reilly, who played a huge role in Corsi's historic win last Sunday. They were crowned County Senior Camogie Champions for the first time in the club's history. How does that sound, Sinead, that uh, the Corsi's are Cork Senior Camogie Champions? Oh, it's, look, it's unbelievable. And I know I'd say anyone who's ever won a county would say it's unreal and it is. It's amazing. It's great. It's, it's a little bit surreal still. We're actually out here now watching back the match and even watching it. It's like, oh my God, like we did it. We just did it. It's great. It's super, super feeling. Because we spoke, I think it was back in late June, the start of July, and we were talking for a piece for the Southern Star. You were kind of saying like, we're in real bonus territory this year. Like at one point we thought we'd have no GA season and thankfully we have. And for courses to go and win a county title in this year of all years, like it's, it's fairy tale stuff. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, amazing. And you know what? I think all the hard work and that we did during the COVID, I think really helped. Like Shirley Maloney did great background work, Zooms and Zoom trainings. Now, at the time, it was just keep people going, keep people's heads fresh, keep people meeting. But looking back now, we that twice a week for three or four months of lockdown was just unreal. And it's like, as you said, through all the COVID, we didn't even think we'd play one match, let alone play the last, win every match and win the county. It's just an added bonus. It's brilliant. You could see throughout the championship, like courses, you're building up momentum, that you were getting better w- with each game. And <laughs> take me to just before the final um, last Sunday against Inascara, what was the feeling in the camp like? Because we all know back in 2018, that was Corsi's first final, and, and Inascara were the team that beat you that day. So what changed this year? Could you, could you sense a, a change even in your approach to the game, how, how you felt before oh, it? Absolutely. Like, I suppose two years ago and I spoke to you about this already two years ago we were totally green going up there most of us were like and like I know a lot of people are saying people are two years older now this year that makes an awful difference like I was sitting in the car with my sisters yesterday and I was like oh my god we're all two years older like just that little bit more experience and like in fairness the girls brought down a boom box training all week and just we'd be training away and someone would just randomly plan the national anthem you're like, worried, pay, like, it's normal, it's fine. It's, you know, little psychology things like that, which are hugely important, which definitely made a difference to us the last time. Um, and I think as you grow as a team, and I think we did so well this year, and we knew what we could do. And I think the biggest probably turning point for us was beating Douglas. Like, Douglas were really coming strong this year. Um, and to beat them, I remember we came off, and I said to the girls, I said, if no one has belief after that, we're in big trouble because we have to now. Like, and I think belief was definitely one of the biggest things that we could actually do to you know, change a bit. It's very interesting what you said there, Sinead, about bringing the boombox and playing the national anthem because yeah. that was something that caught you by surprise in the 2018 final because, like you said, it was, yeah. it was all new to you. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Certainly me, I remember looking around going, oh my God, what is going on? And like, even during the week, one of the mentors were like, look, there's going to be a lorry there. The examiner are going to be up there. So they were like, just when you get up there, just look at the lorry and be like, oh yeah, it's a lorry, grind to get over it. You know, just all these little things like, you know, so it made an awful difference really. Like we were saying there, you're two years further along in your development. But what was going through your mind in a scarrack and a day rest into a five point lead early on? I, I we can all honestly say we, we thought we were back to 2018 I was like oh this is just but like we just I suppose maybe a couple of years ago we might have just dropped after that but we just you know there's leaders there's leaders in every line of the pitch but just keep building back but certainly I thought oh this is it now we're just in trouble here like what changed this year so what sets this courses team apart from the 28 courses team <laughs> 
um, what changed this year? I certainly think with the COVID, like nobody was out, nobody was on J1s, nobody was on holidays. You know, everyone was around. Like there wasn't a whole lot else to do but come over. And I think our team in particular, and like a lot of teams, were just so we were so close for so long, and we just needed one good chance. You know, we were always close but not close enough. Like really. And um, even talking to the likes of Fiona Keating and Karen Kehan over the past couple of weeks, they've both made the point that this Corsi's team, it's like, it's an all-round team, you know, like we talked about Fiona Keating and Linda Collins and Searsha up front, but at the back yourself, um, with Karen there, Ashley Maloney, I think, you're such an all-round strong team. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know what, this year more than ever, and maybe it's because I'm in the back line, but the backs are just, you know, forwards will score, forwards will always score, that will always happen, and we have amazing forwards. But I certainly think this year in particular, the backs have just been outstanding. And like, if the backs are outstanding, that means they're get, they have the ball, and that means they can give the ball to the forwards, which is just great, you know, it's great, yeah, great all-around team, fairness. Talking of the forwards, like we said there, Fiona Keating got player of the match. I think she got a hat-trick yesterday. Linda Collins got 1-5. Searsha, Searsha, Searsha scored a goal as well. Kind of, when you have that firepower up front, it must really give you confidence heading into any game. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like, if anyone had said that you're going to score five goals in a county final against Inascara, no way would you believe it. Like, you know, and like, everyone had their own job to do, but like, the scores were coming from, you know, we just saw there in the video, just think the got a free or a point from play. You know, like, Jacinta's our free taker. She's our hard worker in the middle of the field. But when you have someone like that, then just popping off points, like it's it's great. You made an important early save. I think nine minutes in, Inescara had a chance of a goal and, and you stopped it. Yeah. <laughs> and when you consider Inescara had such a good start, that was actually a very important moment so early on. Yeah, I just remember her coming and I was like, right, okay, I just have to go. Like, if I stay, I'm in trouble here. Oh yeah, we just watched it back. I actually don't even know where it hit. But anyway, it went wider for 45, I'm not sure. But yeah, that was great, yeah. And was there any moment in the second half, well, the, the final quarter, when you allowed yourself, when the game was on, when you allowed yourself to think, okay, we actually have this, we're going, we're going to win the county final? Um, I think at one stage we might have been two goals up and the umpire, he was chatting away, his lovely old fella, Danny, I think his name was, and he said, oh, you have it in the bag. And I was like, oh no, like you actually can't say that. Like, this is in Ascara, this is the county final. You know, you can't, I suppose, look, when we the last maybe five minutes I started crying in the goal because I knew we'd won but I was like oh my god but I suppose then you really do be like yeah we've done it like and when the final whistle went didn't you did it live up to your expectations to know that oh, courses are county champions beyond everything like unbelievable and usually I'm the girl in the goal running into the dugout to follow everybody for the celebrations and I was like I can't like I'm just going to sit down here in the goal and in fairness everyone came to me I was like oh this is great I just couldn't move I was absolutely bald, like and I don't, I'm not a real crier like oh it was just unbelievable yeah great because to win a county title and the first kind of senior promotion title of course is with your friends, and in your case, with your sisters and your cousins and everything, it's a real family affair you've got on there. It's, it's such a special moment for everyone involved. Oh, it's great. And look, especially, I think, with the COVID and the restrictions, like, and even the streaming of the matches over the last week, so it's been amazing. Like, you know, we've, we had supporters and then we didn't, but, like, the support, like, the village is red and white. You know, it's just great and great. Yeah, great family affairs, and it's great. What do you think this means to, to, to Corsi's Camogie? Oh, but you know what? When we got home last night, we did a convoy through Ballinspittle and Ballady, and there was girls there who won the Senior B County, come up to come up Senior A in 99, and they were there, and they were just bawling, you know? And you're like, oh my God, I didn't know you were playing, you know? Like, this has been such a long time coming, and 
such a long time coming, I think, for all the trainers throughout all the years, you know, the last 20 years, it's not just one or two, like it's, you know, an accumulation of everyone. Oh, it just means everything really. Look, it's just, yeah, it's super. I know, it's fantastic, Shane. Everyone's delighted. It's great. You're one of the, one of the great stories of this GA season. Um, enjoy the rest of the celebrations and congratulations again. Super. Thanks a million, Karen. Great stuff there from Sinead and congratulations to everyone involved with the Corsi Rovers Camogie team on a historic win. Now before we chat to Paddy, I just want to pause for a minute to chat to our friends at Access Credit Union. The Star Sport Podcast is of course brought to you by Access Credit Union, your trusted local financial partner. Just recently I went through the process of opening a current account with Access Credit Union and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's changed my life. I was able to open the account online during lockdown, which made the process completely hassle-free. And it was made even easier by the great support provided by Access Credit Union team leader, Amanda O'Sullivan, who joins me now. Amanda, I understand you can now apply for a credit union loan online as well. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you can. If you thought applying for your current account was easy, um, you'll be delighted when you come to us for your car loan. Um, You can apply online just as long as you're registered for your online banking. A couple of clicks and it comes to us here in Access Credit Union. The personal touch still isn't lost. We'll still bring you back and discuss the loan with you. Um, and you can upload any supporting documents you needed, your uh, payslips, bank statements, that sort of thing. Um, we attach them here to your loan, assess the loan, and you can draw it down online. So we aim to do that all within 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you submit your documents. Um, and I suppose it was something that was in the pipeline for a while. But with COVID-19, it sped us, sped us up to, to provide the service um, and it's really worked out well for us. And, you know, for members being able to access their funds and still draw down their loan, it's been it's been a great asset to us, really, and to the community. I suppose, yeah, um, typically people always had to come into the credit union to draw down their loan. And, you know, for young people who may not be living in the area anymore, we were inaccessible then, so now we're back back in the market for these these members again, um, and hopefully they will they will support us as we are supporting local businesses. And you know, with every ten euros spent in the locality, it generates forty euros for the local economy. So in turn, the interest that you're paying on your loan in your local credit union goes back into your local economy. So you know, everyone's helping each other with this. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Amanda. And don't forget, Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. On Sunday at Ahamilla, the Skibbereen footballers face Aira Og in a crunch semi-final clash in the Senior A Football Championship. In a few minutes, we'll hear from their captain, Paddy Crowley. But before we do, Kieran, I just wanted to ask you about this Skib team. They haven't put a foot wrong so far this year and they've looked very impressive in their group games they have yet you're right Jack they've looked um, fierce impressive they, they topped their group with three wins from three um, I, I've watched them closely this year and you can you can but be impressed by by what O'Donovan Rossa have done they kicked it off with a huge win over St Nick's in um, in in, in the Shannon uh, back probably late July now they put up 422 that day but um, we have to negate the fact that St Nick's are really really poor but Skip beat what was in front of them and they pushed on then and they played Ballangiri in their second game and that was a horrible, wet, nasty day over in Ballinacarriga. But again, Skip came through that and that was a real gut check, a real tough challenge because Ballangiri really put it up to them. But Skip showed something different there. They showed their heart and resolve their character because they were under pressure in the second half 
what they kicked on, um, and it was an impressive win. That set up then a uh, top of the table clash against St. Michael's. Um, both teams were already true to the latter stages, but the winner would get the one automatic semi-final spot that was up for grabs, and that was an epic game. Skib eventually won 3-13 to 3-12, but at one point in the first half, they were down eight points. But again, they showed their resolve and, and their character and their resilience to come back in the second half and um, and, and beat a good St. Michael's team and go straight through to the semi-final. So Skib will be happy with where they are right now. They're motoring a, a long while. They've had a nice break since the St. Michael's game, and that'll give the likes of Kevin Davis, who has been having hamstring trouble, um, the chance to rest, rest and recover before this big game at Era Oak. The likes of Don Locke Hodnett, who made his comeback from an ACL injury this year. He'll have um, appreciated the chance to have that extra week or two rest as well, to have his body fit and right for what's going to be a huge challenge, Jack. Because Yeah, Kieran, just um, like, on, on, on Sunday's opponents then, um, Era Oak, they're going to be no soft touch, are they? They were very impressive in their last outing against St. Michael's, winning... Uh, I can't. I don't have the score down in front of me, but I know seventeen points. Seventeen point win, yeah. And um, like Skib, as you mentioned, only beat St Michael's by a point. So uh, I know you can't go totally off form lines like that, but it is something that we can look at. And so Skib are going to be up against it. I think. I think that that's a real warning for Skibberine, you know, kind of um, because they're going in against an Aero Oak team now that is high in confidence, and Aero Oak are going well in both fronts, hurling and football. So um, Aero Ogar, they have momentum behind them. They're on a real roll and they'd be really dangerous opponents. Like you said there, Aero Oak hammered St. Michael's. Like, I think it was by 17 points. And I think they restricted Michael's to only four or five points in total. And when you consider that St. Michael's hit 312 against Skibberine, it's telling you like this Aero Oak team can put up big scores. This Aero Oak team, they kept Michael's to four or five points, which is an incredible tally. And central... A central figure for the Aero Oak attack is Daniel Goulding. It's, um, it's 10 years since Cork won the All-Ireland Senior Football title, but Goulding has shown that class really is permanent. I think he scored 228 in, in this year's championship. Um, he kicked nine points against St. Michael's in that win, and seven of those were from play. When they beat Kishkame in the group stages, he, he scored 2-7. Um, when they beat Bantry, I think he got eight points. So Goulding is kicking some huge scores there. So... I don't think Skibreen have to look too far to see who they need to keep an eye on this Sunday in Clannacilte for, for this semi-final. But it, it's a big challenge for Skib. But on the other hand, they're they're motoring nicely. They're very happy with where they are right now. They've been in a rebuilding process the last couple of years and they kind of see this as year three of a three-year process that they've integrated a lot of younger players in with the older group. And when I'm talking to the older players, we're talking of... Donog, Hodnett, uh, Ryan Price in goal, Dave Shannon, who's back this year, Daniel Hazel, Thomas Thomas Hegarty, um, and Paddy Crowley, who we're going to hear from very soon. So you have that experienced core group there. You have these young fellas like Dylan Howard and Sean Fitzgerald, Owen Fitzgerald, um, Elliot Connolly, who are injecting youth energy, drive, enthusiasm into the setup. So they're in a good place right now. But what, happen- what matters now is what happens on Sunday. I've seen Skib, like I said, hammer St. Nick's in an easy game. I've seen him come through a tough game against Ballinghiri and they show great character to come back against St. Michael's. They need to show that and more to beat a very good Aero Oak team on, on Sunday. But this Skib team can do that. They can get to the county final. And when I spoke to Paddy Crowley earlier, he was in good form. Delighted to be joined by O'Donovan Rossa, Captain Paddy Crowley. It'll be a huge game for 
for the Skibreen team this Sunday when they take on Aero Um Before we look at that, that game in detail, Hardy, take me back to the start of this scenery football campaign. Um, what was O'Donovan Ross's primary target? Um, thanks, Kieran. Uh, the primary target for us, I said, look, it would have been um, that we, we, we have a strong campaign in kind of the group stage. Um, for a lot of our players over the last couple of years, winning games hasn't been um, as successful as we'd hoped. That's that's why we, we've been dropped down the grade. Um, so like we, we want to put in a good campaign at the group stage. So we were, we were backing three wins in the group and we got it. Um, very luckily, but if things were different, if COVID wasn't here at the minute, it could have been a lot different because we had um, five guys who were planning J1s in the summer. So the way the fixtures would have been there, it would have been a bit harder for us with guys heading away, like the five guys, they're starters. Um, they're kind of the, the the new leaders in the group, as we call them now, that um, if, if they were gone, things could have been a lot more different for us. But look, um, we've been very lucky. Everyone has been around. So... Um, we got our three group games. That was a target from day one. As we say, it's it's a road wave. We, we set a target of five games at the start. We said we've got three. And then after three, game number four is Aerog. And we were lucky enough to get into a semi-final top two. Um, so like we, we, we have game number four now at the weekend. So it's just a pass, as we say, a pass of five games. But you, it's another hurdle in front of us now this weekend coming. You mentioned their party about um, winning games. And I suppose if you look at the... The old senior football championship over the last couple of years. I know there was, I think, a semi final in 2015, but I suppose you, you probably lost more games than you won in the kind of campaigns since then, bar probably 2019. So to get back to winning games again, especially when there's some, so many young players coming through, like you, you won your three group games, what does that do for confidence in the group? Uh, it, it, it's massive. It, 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 it's a lot, a lot of people say it, as to know that when you're up in senior you're always competing but there's competing and there there's kind of you're learning a lot and I think throughout the last few years we've been really taught a few lessons by a few of the, the stronger teams now we've we got Nemo once or twice and they're they're at a different level um like they're always going to be top top three top four team um and they, they taught us lessons a couple of times and for guys when you're getting lessons taught to you like that it's very hard um to really take positives out of those games because it's always negatives you're after losing. Um, so for us, I think um, winning games is a massive help for our guys because win- winning is everything. But even after a win, you're always looking to see what you can improve on. So even in our games this year, we, we were winning games, but we were still learning from things we could we could improve on in our next games. And I think throughout the campaign so far, we've, we've, we've learned new things. So from the first game against St. Nick's, we're after taking things away. That was for Ballangiri, especially in the Ballangiri game, we took a hell of a lot away. And the Michaels game as well, we, we only turned up for a half an hour against Michaels because we, we were just so flat um, in the first half. So we, we've taken a lot and we're learning a lot. And again, a lot of our boys are very young. I, I think we, we don't we don't have that many guys. We, we've known over the age of 30 playing. Um, and we know, we, I think it's only five or six over the age of 25 on the starting team like so. We have a lot of young guys relying on their positions and things like that. So for them, it's it's massive. It's critical that they're learning how to win. From those three group games, like you mentioned there, against St. Nick's, Ballingiri and St. Michael's, what was the big takeaway that you took from those three games? 
I think it was just a kind of our general attitude toward games because sometimes you can go into games and people would say, ah, you're only playing X and you're only playing Y. That, that wasn't the case. I, I think it's kind of, a lot of people would say this, it's kind of your mental preparation towards the games. I think I think for every game, we prepared differently um, in the sense of different opponents and how we broke down the games and things like that. So I, I think it's trying to get your head around what's actually ahead of you. So it's kind of mental preparation for it because like, when you come with a good attitude all the time and work rate, the football really follows. Um, but when you don't come with a work rate and a hunger and a desire, the, the football, you're very sluggish. And I think that happened to small big in St. Michael's. I think we were just caught um, on the hop because we, we hadn't been up to that uh, quick pace because when we played St. Nick's, um, they, they had a few players missing through to the hurling. And then we played Balangir. It was a dirty day, so it was a different game of football. We were playing that day and then against Michaels, it was probably one of the best days you could ask to play a championship football. Um, so I, I think it's just about being mentally prepared for these games and um, just, just being tuned in properly um, across the board. You kind of mentioned there the St. Michaels game, and like you said, Skib didn't turn up for the first half, but you turned it around in the second half. You came back from eight points down to win a cracker. I think it was 3-13 to 3-12. But Dean, when you see what Aero Oak did to St. Michaels in, in their quarterfinal, and... I think Aeroog won by 17 points. Kind of, what was it thinking in the canteen? Like, did that cause heads to turn in Skibbery? I, I don't think it caused heads to turn, but it, 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 got, it got us thinking. Like, Aeroog are a fabulous side. Uh, St. Michael's are a fabulous side. Like, um, I, I think it's been a very competitive um, to think that heads were turned. I, I think a lot of people would have been surprised with, with the scoreline in the game um, because they've played quite a bit themselves. So, um, I I think we're just more tuned in to to seeing um, like they're dangerous cross board like from from one to fifteen they're very dangerous and like I think they brought on Kieran Sheen and Kevin Hellasy like to have those type of guys on their bench um, to come on <laughs> it's it's quite scary so like um, a lot of clubs can say that they have players like that in their artillery artillery to come in afterwards so. Um, it's it, it's quite scary, but um, I think just preparing is, is kind of going to be the big thing here. And again, as our, our previous point, it's kind of about preparation from from all the lads. I think that we we just have to be really tuned in because I don't think we could afford to have an eight point deficit against um, Airog and think that we're going to come around in the second half of the day because that that's not going to happen. Um, it's just about hunger and desire on the day. I'd say is going to be a key thing to that game. The reward for Donovan Ross uh, finishing on top of their group was you got an automatic semi-final spot, so you've got an, an extra week's rest compared to compared to Era Og. But on the flip side of that party, the fact that you've had that longer rest in Era Og and they're coming off the back of, of a good win against St. Michael's and they're going to win the hurling, so they, they probably feel they were meant to be behind them. Kind of does does topping that group in kind of does it is the reward as good as it could have been, do you think? Um Yes and no. I, I suppose. Look, we're we're in a county semi final. You know, those days don't come around too often. Um, but but it, it it would be on the back of the head as well, a small bit. That I suppose they're after they're after two great games. Um, or in the hurling as well. I suppose they're after they're after two great games so far. That they're at championship pace. So every week it's just constant championship pace. Um, where where we honestly. Don't know where we are because we haven't had a game. I suppose it's it's, it's been a bit scary for a lot of clubs to go out and play games the last few weeks, um, because just with COVID and things, so it's kind of been in house. So 
we, we've had a few um, in-house games and things like that with ourselves and the pace has been quite good but it's a different thing when you're playing lads that you're training with all the time compared to going out in championship um, so there, there is far and against topping the group um, I, I suppose look we were very lucky we we didn't have to play a quarter final two weeks after the Michaels game because we had a few injuries um, so guys got to rest up and things like that so I suppose that's one benefit that anyone that has any niggly injuries um, that they're able to afford that extra week of rest um, so that that's probably one of the big things with it that you're just being able to afford guys that extra bit of rest um, before the next game You mentioned earlier too probably the kind of younger fellas who are driving this on at the moment um, and they're probably bringing this energy and enthusiasm to the setup. but the kind of for want of a better word, the older age group, which I'm going to put you apart of with the, the likes of Ryan Price, Dave Shannon, Donalo, Thomas Egerty, Kevin Davis. You know, you've you've been there, done that from under 21 up. You've been in county senior semi-finals. Um, your experience on Sunday will be crucial too. So how can you help the young lads kind of, I suppose, deal with the occasion? Because it is, it's a big game. It's a county semi-final. Yeah, it, 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 it's like we were there in 2015 against Castellave and, and it was probably one of the best atmospheres I've ever played and um, like you're, 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 we were playing our, our neighbours that day and just the atmosphere alone, I, I think we kind of just as a group, we need to get everyone enjoying the day more so than anything that it's not this big um, black bubble that's going to swallow you up and take you away. It's kind of you need to enjoy the atmosphere. Now the next day, there'll probably be no atmosphere. We're, we're not too sure what's the story yet. Um, like even even if there's only a hundred people inside watching, it, it's still it's still not a great atmosphere. Um, but for for the, the team of the county semi final players, need to soak that up. They need to kind of enjoy it. They need to have fun. Um, and like just just let the ball do the work that day. Like that's the basic things you need to be kind of forcing to the younger fellas, and they have loads of confidence. And I've no doubt that they they'll enjoy the day ahead. Um, and something when it comes around. I was looking at Aero Oak there and obviously Daniel Goulding has been shooting the lights out for, for them. But from a Skibbereen point of view, as a defender, when you look up the pitch and you see Dolo Cognit, Dave Shannon, Kevin Davis, kind of Elliot Connolly, guy, Dylan Horan, guys like this, how much confidence do you have in those lads? Because you have the ability to shoot the lights out too. Like you put 4.22 up against um, against St. Nick's, 17 points on a bad day against Balangiri without Kevin Davis, who was outside the pitch that day. You put up three thirteen against um against St Michael, so there's a huge scoring potential in the Skibbereen team. Yeah, I I I think look, you you can look at other teams a lot, and you can say they've X, Y, and Z. Um, but it's very easy for ourselves. The last few years, we wouldn't have been able to do it um, to a certain extent because we were missing guys a lot. But this year, when everyone's around, when you're looking up to the field and you're seeing the caliber of players up there, um, like Donny was a massive loss when he went last year um, through injury. When you, when you see the likes of him back and, you know, when you see Dave Shannon inside full forward again, um, we've a bit of size again and we've, we've just per, personnel. Do you know, that that's the key thing that, and and in saying that, then the guys that would have would have probably been starting instead of those places, they're, they're, they're still within the group and, and they're like they're the first players on. So you're kind of, you, you have a bench again, which is the thing because we were kind of drained a small bit last year through injury. Um, when we played Clan Akilty, we were, we were missing about four guys when we played Clan. Um, but this year now, we've everyone. There's no major injuries or anything like that. So you kind of you have your starting group and then you have your bench as well. And the bench have been excellent so far. Um, a lot of the older guys that would have played junior this year, they're still training. They've been critical to the to the group as well because 
they're they're bringing the intensity as well sometimes the older guys because a lot of the younger fellas they're learning off them so it's kind of vital that they're still part of the environment as well um so it's kind of we we do we do as good forwards as any other team in the county at the moment um and if they're on song on sunday i think that you you, you could have a good day ahead no problem very best of luck on sunday body hope it works out for you cheers karen thank you very much Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and before we wrap up this week's show we're just going to give a quick preview of what to expect in this Thursday's Southern Star. So Kieran, take it away. Um, I suppose for fans of Coosey Rovers and Clannacilty's hurlers this star is a is a must read. Um, from Coosey's for a moment we've talked to Sinead O'Reilly, Karen Cohen, i got Paddy Murray's thoughts on their, their, their county senior championship win. So a collector's item I think for Coosey's fans. The same for Clannacilty. We have a two-page spread on their uh, Carberry Junior A hurling final with a match report reaction analysis. Again, a must-have, must-buy bar for Clannacilty fans. Also, any fans of Randallove, you need to buy Thursday Southern Star. Randallove beat Britain in the Junior B hurling championship final last Saturday in Ahioil. It's the first leg of what Randallove hope will be a Carberry double. And we have a page and a half of Randallove's big win, including an interview with John Collins. Away for this, Jack, John Collins was a man of the match for Randallove. He's 47 years of age and he won the man of the match award. What a brilliant story. Um, I think he said he was playing, he's been playing with Randallove for, I think, 38 years, which is uh, since, obviously since he was a kid. So brilliant, brilliant story. So all fans of Randallove get this Thursday Southern Star, cut it out, put it up on the wall, make a poster of it because it, it's, it's one to keep. Um, I have an interview with Anthony Seymour, the Castlehaven goalkeeper, ahead of Castlehaven's Premier Senior Football Championship semi-final this Sunday. It's kind of an unusual unusual one because Castlehaven don't know yet who they're meeting because St. Finbar's and Newcastle are playing in a, um, this quarter-final uh, this Wednesday. I also have an interview with Donald O'Connor of Odonvarasa, who made his comeback from ACL injury this year, just to see how he's feeling ahead of the big game against Aero Oak. Also, Jack, and you'll love to hear this, we have a, a big preview of the West Cork League season, which it just seemed like last season's league just finished, but the new campaign is kicking off this weekend, so we have a preview of of the, the Premier Division of the Championship. Jerry McCarthy ranks the 10 teams in the Premier Division where he thinks they're going to finish, so all complaints can be forwarded to Jerry McCarthy who's very visible on Twitter. you find him on Twitter, so direct your complaints there. Um, interesting, Jack, I know you're obviously Baltimore Rovers standout player, their star signing from Kilkenny the last couple of years, but the championship looks really competitive this year. I think just 13 clubs in there, and Bear United have a team there. They're back in there. So how are you feeling ahead of the big kickoff? I'm absolutely buzzing, because, yeah, there's a few new teams. I think Court Mac have a team. Maybe Kill Britain, I think, today have a team in there. I they think, have a Togar Celtic have a B team in there too. Togar have a B year. team, yeah, who we're playing on the first day out on Sunday. Yeah, buzzing to get back. We had our first pre-season friendly on Sunday, just gone. Local derby against Skibbereen. 
true to all we let in a goal I would say in the 95th minute of at a time why the referee was still playing at a time in a pre-season friendly I will never know but regardless it was good to get back out there a few new faces lining out for the crabs so all positive ahead of the new season if we don't get promoted this year I'll what, what could I say I'll do I'll cut my hair so you're going to go through for 12 months without cutting that, that hair <laughs> yeah um, that's it that's going to be a, a, a sight to behold in, in, in the coming months but like we're saying there there's, there's loads in in this Thursday Southern Star and even I have a, a, a nice story on how Storm Ophelia in 2017 how its brute force has ended up with Adjago GA Club having these fantastic new floodlights there that can be seen all over the Bear Peninsula. So that story and more is in this Thursday's Southern Star. Yeah, and that'll be in shops across West Cork and beyond from Thursday morning. And as always, if you can't make it to the shops, you can always subscribe to, to the digital edition online. Just go to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you can read the Southern Star on your computer tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week thanks for listening to the star sport podcast we'll be back at the same time next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts slonga fold